Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'll outline some strategies and tips to get you motivated, inspired, and give you the kickstart and practical steps you need to get out of a rut and back in the game. Welcome back to the Daily Dollar Podcast team. What a day this is. We are talking getting out of an unhealthy lifestyle rut. You know, when you're feeling a little bit blah and you've just not been able to prioritize you and do the things that you've wanted to do, and you're just feeling and yucky, but everything's feeling a little bit too much and you're not sure where to start and, right, I'm here for you. Today's episode is all about pumping you up, giving you some inspiration, giving you a little pep talk, get you back into the game. I'm excited for it. Fun fact about me that I wanted to share is that I had a list of things that I wanted in a husband that I wrote when I was 16. I know, I was that girl. And my husband currently, he satisfied all of them except for one thing on my list. Now, I'm not going to tell you what that one thing is because that's between me and him. But what I can say is had I aimed for perfection, I would not be doing life with this great man. And there's a lesson there for me and you, and also for this episode, how's that for a segue, but the perfection mindset is literally the worst kind of mindset to get you out of a rut. If you're wanting to actually start to make some positive changes to your lifestyle and feel like you're making progress again, then you need to ditch perfection thinking right? You've got to actually start to think about small, consistent progress as opposed to literally trying to tackle all of your problems all at once. All right, let's get stuck into it. I've got a couple of tips to take you through. Gosh, I'm feeling pumped and excited. Are we ready for this? First things first, ruts must be viewed as temporary, right? So if you're in an unhealthy lifestyle rut, right? You know, maybe you've been trying to make some healthy choices, but it's just gone out the window because, you know, life has become really busy or stuff's got in the way, right? You've got to remember that a rut is not a permanent place. It's a temporary run one. It's just a small obstacle in your overall journey of life. And if you take this view of your circumstance, you'll be much more motivated to make the effort to get yourself back on track. Sometimes when we view the rut as a permanent place, like, oh, I'll never do this and I'll never achieve that and I'll always be like this, right? Who's motivated to actually make change if deep down your language and your mindset is that you're never going to change, right? So the rut needs to always be viewed as temporary. Once you view it as a temporary situation, you're able to use grace and kindness on yourself and start to think about, all right, well, what are the things that I need to do to get out of said temporary situation and actually start making some progress. If you start to accept your rut as your permanent situation, it's like the mud turning into, you know, quicksand 
and you become entrenched every day. Getting stuck in a rut does not make you a failure. So don't stay in that rut. The next thing I want you to think about is that getting out of a rut does require some effort. So I like to envisage that being in a rut is kind of like forward driving and getting stuck in a mud puddle, right? Now, when you are forward driving, the initial effort to get the car moving again is quite significant. Maybe it's a snatch strap with another car, it's a winch, or it's just putting a lot of power to the wheels and they spin a little bit before they get traction and start moving, right? But once it starts moving, the force required to keep it going is much, much small because it now has momentum, right? So momentum is your greatest asset when making changes. And I'm not talking about radically changing your whole life. I'm just talking about small achievable changes and getting momentum on those. Once you start getting going and you, you know, maybe you're tracking the habit in a diary, maybe you're starting to like feel your mental state lift again, right? And you can see the habit start to repeat and and make you feeling good. That actually then is the momentum that can continue to carry you. The one of the things that really frustrates me about quick fix diets and programs is that they always say things like, oh, it's so easy. You won't have to think about it. You know, like you don't even have to exercise. You literally don't have to do anything. Whereas, yeah, true change requires some kind of effort. You actually do need to think about things and, you know, put in the effort to make the change. However, if you make sure that the change that you're working on is realistic and sustainable, after the initial effort is put in to start the change, it then can become a habit and and become part of your new routine and your life. So you know what? Prepare for the fact that you're going to need to give yourself a pep talk, do a little heave-ho, right, and start moving in the right direction. That might be maybe, you know, you haven't done a meal plan in a couple of months because life has just been crazy. Maybe it's literally putting a 20-minute appointment in your diary this afternoon and going, I'm going to do a meal plan for the next three days, right, and start to get organized. Maybe it's that you're going to come home and you're just going to chop some veggies up for the next couple of days. Or maybe you're going to make your lunch after work. Just something, it might require that little bit of effort to get you going, but just start taking that action. So that then you can get momentum to start to carry you. You won't have to work hard at it forever, particularly if what you've decided to change and what you've decided to do is realistic and sustainable. So make sure you check out my episode on setting realistic goals. That is a really good one. Next thing is kind of this idea of wanting it bad enough. Now, I I want to say this really carefully because there's this Diet culture has put this idea that, you know, people are a certain way because they don't want it bad enough. Now, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. There are a number of things that go into the fact that lifestyle habits are really hard to change. And one of the reasons why they're hard to change is because often people are trying to overcome a number of barriers and challenges all at once rather than to tackle their eating habits really slow and steady and with good advice. But the thing is, is that, you know, because there is some effort required, even when the change is small and realistic, you do have to want to make the change. I've had clients sit in my office and even with the smallest of things, they've just gone, oh, I haven't done it. 
And I've said, why? And they're like, I don't really want to. And I think, well, that's fine. You know, like there's no guilt or shame in that. But they are like, Kate, make me want to. And I'm like, I can't make you want to. Only you can make you want to, you know. And if you don't want to, that's fine. And you need to start to sort of think that if you don't want to do certain behaviours, why are you beating yourself up all the time, like constantly trying to overcome them? So starting to have a think about what your mindset is doing with some certain behaviours. And if you're finding deep down, right, you actually don't want to cut out chocolate, but you've been trying to for years, but, you know, deep in your heart, you're like, I don't really want to stop eating chocolate. Then don't. That's not a good goal for you. You need to, you know, just stop being so hard on yourself and find another place to put your efforts in where you can actually start to make traction in an area where you actually do genuinely want to make change then the motivation will start to come because you actually want to do it. There's definitely going to be no motivation if deep down in your heart you don't actually want to change. Next is don't underestimate the power of goals. Goal setting is really important, not just for healthy lifestyle behaviours, but for you know lots of areas of our lives, maybe career-focused or study-focused or you know lots of different things we can apply goals to. The key with goals is to make them realistic. So setting a smart goal and not actually setting like these big pipe dream goals. Fantasizing, which often gets construed with goals and is I think, you know, a huge problem, particularly from social media. Fantasizing is actually counterproductive to behavior change. I've talked about that in previous episodes before. So make sure that you're actually setting yourself a goal that you feel confident that you will follow through on. I set myself a goal at the beginning of this year to read a scientific paper a day. For those of you who follow me on social media, you have seen that. I actually got to 17 days in a row and then I stopped because I just couldn't keep up with it. But deep down in my heart, I knew that the goal was unachievable to read a scientific paper a day. It actually takes over an hour to read a scientific paper like properly and absorb it. And And then, of course, the perfectionist in me wanted to keep a record of what I'd read and like post something on social and share it with you guys. So I made the goal way too hard. And deep down, I knew I wouldn't achieve it. And then sure enough, right, I was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, I could have gone, oh, what a terrible person, you know, like you can't even keep your own goals. Like I'm just useless and miserable. I I actually (laughs) felt so relieved because I was like, oh, good on you, Kate you set yourself a really unrealistic goal there and then you realize that yeah I can't keep up with this and so now I'm reading a paper you know once a week once a fortnight as it comes up it's much more achievable for me I don't I'm not making myself keep a record of it or put it on social media because that just overcomplicates it for me and so I'm still reading scientific papers I'm still getting the knowledge that I wanted from that goal which is basically the reason why I said it was because I wanted to be a better nutritionist, be a better health professional, be a better scientist. Um, but I'm making it more realistic for myself. So this is really, really key that you do this with your health goals as well. The next thing is be accountable to someone. Sometimes when we set a goal that nobody else knows about, we don't tend to keep it because we, you know, it's easy to, to bail on ourselves. We'll easily let ourselves down. Most of us will think twice before we let a friend or a loved one down or even a complete stranger if we've committed to something. 
So, you know, things like, you know, when I've booked to run with a friend in the morning or do something with another health professional or paid in advance for a, a program, different things like that. I've committed, right, I've, I've made myself accountable to either family members or the health professional, things like that, to actually do what I'm setting out to do. And if you use your dietitian and nutritionist well and commit to regular sessions, they can have this kind of ca- accountability. You're never, ever going to get judgment from myself or my team. We're not about that. And, you know, often clients come in and they're like, oh, please kick me up the bum or, you know, give me a a slap or something. And we're like, we're not going to do that. We're not the food police. You're right. You're a grown adult, but we are here to keep you accountable, keep you back on track with the goal. Don't get distracted with the fad diets that you're reading online or right. Confused with, you know, trying, oh, the keto diet or this diet, you know, like let's stay the course. Let's keep focus. Right. So finding someone on your team who you can be accountable with is really, really good. The last thing is to make a plan. Making a plan, like preparation is super key. And if you haven't actually thought through the smaller details of your goal, like how are you going to get to the gym on time? How are you going to get to the gym to work? Or, you know, have you got your bag packed? Or, you know, how are you going to shop differently, right? And just what sort of meals are you going to cook and et cetera, right? How are you going to manage the two-year-old? And there's If you haven't thought through the finer details, you'll find that up with decision fatigue and busy days and just what is a full life that sometimes the goals will get set by the wayside because we haven't really thought through how we're going to execute on them. So planning is key. I've talked a lot about meal planning on the show before, so definitely check out those episodes as well. I just want to, you know, leave you with a couple of more thoughts around renegotiating life. You know, I find for me every year, my kids are in a new year at school, the business is in a new place or, you know, it's coming up against a new challenge. Last year, you know, COVID and the year before that, it was an accelerator program. And the year before that, it was launching a new program and opening a new facility. And it's just, it's just never ending. Oh my gosh. I feel tired sometimes thinking about all the things, right? And it just means that we're constantly having to renegotiate how healthy looks for us. You know, sometimes I'm going walking in the mornings and I've been doing that for nearly 18 months and I just got a puppy a week ago and I haven't walked in a week because you can't leave the sucker. Just pooed on my mat actually. I was recording an episode before this and I could hear my husband downstairs growling and freaking out and everything and anyway I came down and he was like, little sucker did a dump on the mat, right? His first poo in the inside. You know, things happen, life changes. We have to be flexible and be able to, you know, renegotiate the different things that we're we're doing. You know, sometimes we start studying, we're stopping studies, babies are born, kids go to school, we're starting new jobs, moving in with someone, relationships starting, relationships ending. It's time to renegotiate, right? So if something's not working in your situation because something else has changed, show grace and kindness to yourself and allow yourself to explore a new possibility with how you might prioritize yourself, make healthy choices, you know, move your body, feed yourself well. Just keep really open with that rather than flogging a dead routine that's just not working with you anymore, but you're feeling really bad because you can't stick at it. 
So I hope that's inspired you today. I love you guys so much. I hope you're enjoying the show. May you have a motivated and wonderful day today and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.